Hi, friends. Merry Christmas. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun, our special 2018 Christmas party. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So glad to be here with you. Hey, the music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Dave Barnes, and his Christmas album, December to Remember. Make sure you pick that up and give it a spin. It's so fun and so good. I absolutely love it. As we talked about last week, Advent started yesterday, but it is not too late for you to jump on and read along with us. So make sure you download the She Reads Truth or the He Reads Truth plans. You can either get that through the app on your phone or you can just get it off the computer, off your web browser. So make sure you read along with us for this holiday season. I think it'd be really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed last week's kickoff of the Christmas party with the girls from She Reads Truth to talk about Advent and our girl, Ellie Holcomb. Make sure you grab a copy of her book. And today on the show is last year's Christmas music, the piano player of our 2017 Christmas party, John McLaughlin. He has a new album out called Angst and Grace. I think you guys are just going to love. So here's my conversation with one of my good friends, one of my bros, John McLaughlin. You're number one. <laughs> number you gave three. me number one? Yeah, yeah, you're number one. You always do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you it, also always point it out? Yeah, it's embarrassing, isn't it? But I just no, always want my guests to know you're know. number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I want you to feel. Do you feel like you're number one? I do now. Okay. <laughs> you may not have before. No, but now, but I think it's great that you pointed out because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do feel like number one Yeah. Right now. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, do you know what, John? You are one of, you know, we do a Christmas party every year here on the That Sounds Fun podcast. Uh-huh. You're the only guest we're having. Ooh, I think this is true. Besides the She Reads Truth Girls, you're the only returning party, but the only person who came back to the party after last year. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Why so did- most people... See. Mess up or something, or well, just rub you the wrong way. Want to come back? I have. They don't, yeah. don't want to come. <laughs> it's, the it's them. It's not. Yeah. It's not a them problem. It's an Annie problem. They no. want to come back. Yeah, I wanted to come back. Yeah, you really wanted yeah. to come back. I know. Yeah. Tell me. So next week we're having Santa Claus on the show. I heard. And also your children actually on the show. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I'm asking your kids and some other of our neighborhood kids what some questions about Christmas. What should I ask them? Oh my gosh. That is so cute. You know what my kids and I did this morning? No, I don't. Uh, we made like letters to Santa. You yeah. Know, like, you um, wrote them? You didn't we, make the paper. We didn't make the paper. Yeah, no. yeah. Some, someone else. We got it from a manufacturer. Right. You know? <laughs> um, the words we did on our Locally sourced. Totally, it's organic. <laughs> um, alpaca paper. Sure, sure, sure. But we wrote down, you know, like Luca can write out her stuff now. Yeah. I got to spell stuff for her. But Livy, I just wrote down word for word, what, what she, she was saying. I uh, wish I had it with me was right it now. Brilliant. It was so funny. Yeah. She's funny. She is so funny. Yeah. yeah. People, I mean, I, I'm guessing most of our friends have watched them, but if not, they should go back to your Facebook because the cooking shows you do with Liv yeah. are just unbelievable. They're so funny. I think, I think we've done 10 of them now. Yeah. Nine or when 10. do you, I don't think you're there yet. When do you think you've expired her ability to be that cute well we were just talking about this this morning actually Amy you and, and Liv? <laughs> yeah, you're like livy you're too cute i mean you're not cute <laughs> enough anymore you're yeah. out i don't know i feel like it's probably somewhat soon oh yeah you know what i mean because she can communicate she's getting or, better at saying things yeah it just at a certain point it becomes a different kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. right now the humor is she's still so little yeah that whatever she says it's hilarious. But once she's aware of what's happening, yeah. then it's like, well, now you actually have to say something funny. Right, right. Otherwise, it's not Yeah, because with Luca, you'd have to, she's in kindergarten. She has to yeah. actually be a comedic character. Right, right. Normal Luca is funny, but she's not like a three-year-old who says the wrong where, word funny. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. What did Luca want on her Christmas list from Santa Claus? Uh, you know what? She was playing with Legos, um, so she got started late enough uh-huh. So that she only wrote Dear Santa. And yeah, then we had to, say, to get ready for school. Did you do this before school? school? Yeah, we did. You do this level activity before school in the morning. Well, this isn't maybe every day, but this morning I got up, I woke up and it was it was six o'clock and I was like ready to go. Yeah. Like I'm ready to get up. No you were one ready. no one's up yet. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get up and like go sit out in the front, have some quiet, you know. And then I think my kids got up at like six oh four. Oh, so, you know. and Luca and goes Amy to school. Amy was still at eight. sleeping. Amy, Amy's still sleeping. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't um, go to school. Y'all don't walk till eight. Eight. Well, we don't walk anymore. Oh, it's too it's so cold. cold but. It's too cold. Yeah. So she goes at eight. So you know, that's, that's a, lot a full of time to two kill. hours. Yeah. Yeah. That 
is on. I did not know that's what happened in the mornings. Yeah. But Luca is in like a Lego club now. So she's all about Legos. Wait, so there's she a could just Lego club and, at school? Yeah. Rich? Y'all are, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all are fancy. Fancy. I didn't know that yeah. there were Lego clubs at school. Maybe that's a real thing. It wasn't a thing when I was in school. Same, same. It wasn't yeah. a thing when I taught school. We didn't have Lego clubs. No. So what does that mean? She gets to play Legos after school once a week or something? That's exactly what that means. <laughs> you, really? You've nailed it. <laughs> that is precisely what that a Lego precisely club is. precisely what Lego club is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think they've got all kinds of clubs. Okay. And she chose Lego club. Okay. Which I was really happy about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I feel this way. But anytime, anytime one of my girls picks like a, you know, gender neutral or a a boy kind of thing, something that's stereotypically a boy thing. Yes. I like it. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think it makes me feel better about like, I don't ever want to like push them. I don't ever want them to feel like there's something they can't do. Sure. Like this is... No, girls do this. Boys do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So whenever they want to do Legos over whatever. Yeah, over princessing, whatever, which they although do. Although they, they, they do ballet and they couldn't be more princessy. It's but, adorable. You know. Do you know I watched the um, Thanksgiving Day Parade and Sophia and the, the twin things, the two girls, the way your girls dressed up for is Halloween. Oh, Shimmer and Shine. Shimmer and Shine, yeah. sorry. Sophia, please. <laughs> I know, she's, a, she's That's different. That's a totally different, she's in a different <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> Shimmer and Shine. And I literally, I went, oh, that's what Luca and Liv were yeah. for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, I mean, it's a whole world. Yeah, it's a if whole world. If you don't have kids that are, are, you know, into that, you yeah. would never, you would never know. Never know. No. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. I just thought they're genies. Yeah. And then I saw them on Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I was like, okay. You're like, oh, this is like a real yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. so here's a deep question that you okay. can like avoid and we can cut if this is scary. Raising two daughters yeah. in a biblically-based home, because y'all uh-huh. are believers and you believe the Bible, yep. how do you teach them gender roles? And how do you teach them, because there aren't toys they can't play with. Right. Right. But there's there's some really beautiful ways that the Bible describes a good spot for a woman and a good spot for a man where we can be the best for each other and mm-hmm. for our community. So how do you yeah. teach that? I don't. <laughs> Easy question. I don't. <laughs> we won't be teaching I anything mean, like that. In let's see. Uh, so Luke is about to be six. Livy is three. So you know, maybe in ten years, fifteen years, ask me. But you're modeling but, something now. You're telling them something now. Yes. Whether you're doing it on purpose or not, you're telling them, yes, you, of course you can play with all of that. I mean, me personally, I feel like I am huge on, like I said, I don't want them to ever feel like there's something that they cannot do. Yeah. Because I feel like there, God has put something in them. Like there's a direct line. Yeah. Yeah. From God to them. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay out of the way. Uh, you know what I mean? Beautiful. Yeah. I'm trying to not mess that up. I'm trying to not like. <laughs> as best I can. Which yeah. I'm going to. Right, for right, sure. right. I'm trying to avoid doing something or saying something to Amy that 15 years later, they're like, yeah, I, I never did that thing. Or I always wanted to do this, whatever, but mm. I didn't do it because my, you know, my mom and dad did X, Y, and Z or whatever. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of said to me, well, that's not my place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that would that would break my heart. Because it would feel like you had stepped in between what the Holy Spirit was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. Of course, you know, I would love for them to, you know, in 10, 15 years have a uh, sister duo band Okay. Right. Sure. And they're on the road, and Amy and I travel with them. Sure. I sell their merch. Amy manages them. Okay. Right. Yeah, like that Partridge we, Family kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Sure. And we're we travel in a Winnebago. Okay. And you know, are we most? Are we done? My, are we? Is are Luca and Liv the full? Is this your whole family? You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is it. Uh, I've yeah, got a lot the of, paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I just have been, I'm always interested because so many of my friends will say. My family doesn't feel complete, or this oh, is my yeah. family. My family feels complete. And so yeah. you feel like, yeah, this is us. Yeah. Yeah. And this is weird to 
to say, but I wanted, not like, it wasn't like I was a junior in high school dreaming about having two girls. Yeah. But I wanted two girls. And I can't believe that we have two girls. Like yeah. When we, when we found out that Livy was a girl, I was like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. Because you never, you have no control over it, obviously. Yeah. So you sort of think, well, this that can't happen. That's well, that like, is really sweet that the Lord maybe kind of whispered that to you a long time ago, just as like a yeah. hey sidebar, John. While we're dealing with all this other stuff, what about two daughters? And you're I like, know. maybe two daughters. And then 15 years later, I know here we Luca are. Luca and live. Yeah, I always wanted two, and I wanted two girls, and Amy wanted two, maybe three, but she was easily after being pregnant twice. She was like, Look, we'll go. With you two. know what? Here we are. Yeah. Two's great. <laughs> two that are great, that are sweet kids. Right. We can just. Our, we yeah. rolled the dice twice and we came out on top. Yeah. Let's walk away now, from the table. <laughs> we have we do have some friends who, you know, of course, got a surprise. Sure. So you, I always keep it in the back of my mind. Like, right. If another one comes along, the Lord knows. obviously be totally fine. great. Yeah, for sure. But I do not want to make that happen. Sure, sure. <laughs> if there are anything anything else I can do to maybe make that not happen, yeah, I'll, you're I'll doing do a great that. job keeping the show G rated. Well yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure parents can listen with their kids in the car. Yeah. Well yeah. done. How has Christmas changed with the girls versus when it was you and Amy? You know, when I was, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I, I was old enough that my parents knew that I didn't, uh, this is where the kids need to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you didn't believe everything. About, I didn't believe everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I remember being really bummed. Like I wanted to, Convince them that I still believe, you were because I wanted the that whole, they even knew that, that you, they knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the youngest, so it was like there wasn't an, an, a younger sibling for everybody worked. to play along. Yeah, sure. So no one's playing along anymore, right? And I remember being really bummed about that because yeah. I loved the whole thing. I the loved, magic of it. What is yeah. it you love? Yeah, oh, I love it. The magic so, of like a Santa and a North Pole and a yeah. gifts coming down, like. What Sunday? What Sunday morning? Whoa, what Christmas morning should feel like? Yeah, yeah. Well, and everything like the Christmas Eve. Yeah, my family and I we would do the same thing every Christmas Eve. You know, we would actually clean the house all day Christmas really? Eve. Really? Yeah. Mr. Which, and Ms. which McLaughlin, is okay. lame, except on Christmas Eve because it was the tradition. So it I was loved like, here we that. go, we're getting it cleaned yeah. up because new stuff. Which I think that my parents were just capitalizing uh-huh. on the excitement. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, They'll clean the house because they'll do anything. Yeah. How many is they? You and a brother and a sister? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I got a, a sister three years older, brother six years older. Okay. Um, And then we would go to church to the Christmas Eve service, and then we would always go over to these family friends after. Okay. And hang, and then we would go home. Okay. What so would like, y'all do at the friend's house? Did you eat? Yeah, there would be, you know. Like the, chili or? The, uh, the table full of food. Yeah. And the kids would like play and yeah. watch a Christmas story, sure. and um, the parents would sit and talk. Yeah, know, okay. Typical. So now that we have Luca and Livy, I love all the. I mean, how excited they get. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is the best. Yeah, it's the best. And it's so interesting to hear you tell that story because what we do here on Christmas Eve is everybody. All the families get together and sing carols and eat food. And yeah. Luca and Liv are going to tell that same story you're telling yeah. when they're grownups. Yeah. Of like, yeah, on Christmas Eve, after we all went to wherever we go to church, we would group up and go across the street and, mm-hmm. you know. We'd hang and then uh, sing some carols like yeah. around the piano. I love that. I know. I'm here right. for the first time for it this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can't wait. Gonna be great. Coming okay, over. I'll, I'll practice up. Yeah, I wish. If you would just get better at piano, I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> really, I, I bought a piano. <gasps> you did my buy very a piano. It's so beautiful. Okay, tell that story. What made you decide to buy one? Hey, how do you not have one? You have keyboards. I have keyboards, and they're different. Which are different, yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. I'm. I, be, I believe you that they're different. To me, I know they seem different, but they aren't like my instrument of my li- how I make a living. Right. So. Right. I can't see quite the difference. I mean, I don't know what to. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to equate it to. It's like a. It's like a plant. Okay. Like a real plant or a fake plant. Got it. They both. They can look beautiful. They both but, look the same, but like you know, a fake plant's a fake plant. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Great. I've I've owned tons of keyboards. And this has been your full time job for fifteen years. 
15 years. Yeah. Okay. And so what made it the right time to buy a piano? Was it the I, girls? Yeah, actually it was. Really? Because I wanted them, by the time I was Luca's age now, I had already been playing for like a year. Oh, wow. Over a year. Okay. And I started playing because, you know, I had older brother and sister who were who were playing as well, but there was just a piano in the house. Yeah. And so I'm thinking... You know, if there's no piano in the house, that's that's a big thing. Like I think so much oh, of children like, sit down. Yeah, I, I just want it to be around. Yeah, like I'm I'm realizing uh, lately that my kids they don't care about what Amy and I say to them as much. Yeah, they're not going to do what we say; they're going to do what we do. That's right. And and that general idea spreads out into not just discipline and like big life things, but also like hobbies. I'm not if I if I like have this conversation with Luca and Livy and be like, do you want to play a piano? Like I bring out I can bring out like the pink little keyboard that we have yeah. and see their interest or whatever. But that like, you know, intentional, concentrated time where we have a conversation about a piano, that's not gonna that's not the real thing to them. Yeah. They need a piano sitting in the house day in and day out. They need to hear me playing it. They need to bang on it with their friends, you know, stuff like that. I just wanted it to be a part of the house. I mean, do you hear how like beautifully parallel this is to faith in the house and yeah. to cooking in the house? And yeah. to like you literally said, I just want them to always be around it. I want them to hear me do it well and I want them to bang on it. Yeah. Right? Like that is, I've never raised a person, but I've uh -huh. watched a lot of y'all raise people. And that is what people do when the kids grab onto faith for themselves and God. It is because they watch their parents do it and y'all let them bang around with it. Too, yeah. You know? Yeah. And let them kind of, it, it is in the house with them. Right. Right. I think I would say in the last six months, that's probably my number one new idea. Yeah. To me is in general, no matter what the topic is, whatever you do, they will, will make mo way more of an impact yeah. than whatever you say about the given topic you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know? That's so interesting. Yeah. And there's probably this thing of like, okay, if these are, as far as we can see, if these are our kids and we are meant to raise them well, yeah, the youngest one is now three, uh -huh. let's get at Like, what does it actually look like to shape them as godly women and and good good humans? Yeah. 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 Man, that's really interesting, John. So now, yeah. so you bought a piano we that a is piano. in the dining room. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. It's literally in the middle of the house. It's great. Do y'all yeah. play it a lot? Yeah. 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 I'm not like forcing anything on the girls. Like I don't, I'm not like trying to get them to play it a little bit every day. None of that. There's none of that. I mean, I started playing when I was four and that was Why was it in y'all's house? I don't, we had this old grand piano that I don't know if it was in the family or, or what, but it was not a great piano. It was not like a valuable piano. It yeah. had like this huge crack down the soundboard. But it was just somehow my my parents had this yeah. grand piano. Yeah, and uh, I mean music's huge in my my dad's side of the family. Yeah. are all musicians. They're all music is is big. So, um, so that was big. Uh, so it was just kind of around, and so I started playing so early. But I don't think for anyone listening who has kids and they're like, oh, we got to get our kids taking piano lessons now. I I would say four is maybe too early okay because by the time i was 14 i was so done with it yeah sure and wanted to quit yeah so anyway i, I put it in the house and see what yeah, happens just yeah. let it be let's just let it be around i mean john that is like <laughs> my brain can't stop thinking of every way that that is exactly how god would want to be presented to children yeah <laughs> right yeah like just just put him in the house I'm I'm gonna screw something up with my words if I try to like construct yeah, a yeah, sentence yeah. around, and and I don't I don't mean that you take the gloves off and do nothing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I definitely think there are some situations for sure where like if something happens with Luca at school, we need to have a discussion about it for sure. that night or for whatever. Sure. But in general, I think. I think, like I said, I think there is a direct line yeah. from God to me, God to Luca, God to Amy, God to Luke, yeah, God to you. And um, as their dad, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to not screw that up. Just keep him in the house. I need to worry about how I'm living yeah. as a as a dad, as a husband, 
and the, and that's going to make the impact. Yeah. Hey friends, I'm just going to interrupt real quick and thank our sponsor for today's episode. It is the Health, Hope, and Inspiration podcast with Reverend Percy McRae. It was created by Cancer Treatment Centers of America to provide cancer care information and resources to the faith-based community. One of the most important things we can do for family and friends who are going through a health crisis is simply be there and to give them the gift of our presence. And they don't need help in words necessarily. They just need us to show our love and concern by being at their side when they need us. And the weekly podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae is there to encourage and lift you up. This podcast not only discusses the latest cancer care information, but also offers biblical hope and spirit-filled inspiration. Whether you're a patient or a caregiver, you'll be encouraged by the conversations with cancer patients and survivors, caregivers, and medical professionals. Just visit hhidownload.com. And that's where you can subscribe to the Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and you'll receive three free downloads, cancer-fighting recipes, reducing your risk for cancer, and four things every cancer patient must do. So that's hhidownload.com. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Kind of the thing that I think about the most at Christmas is... Because uh, you're saying, you know, there's a direct line between God and your children and a direct line between you and God and Amy and God yeah, and me and God and our listener. The truth is, no matter what the our friend believes who's listening, there is an available direct line to God. Yeah. But for 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God was silent. And I always am so, like, moved by that. I think I've talked about it in two episodes lately, but I'm so moved by that because you go like, man, somewhere a dad was raising children Mm -hmm. in that 400 year window Uh and going like, here's the old Testament. Here's the stories. Here's what we believe about this God. We do not hear from him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now because of Christmas, we do. And that's just like mind boggling to me. 400 years. Well, we could line up the um, mind boggling topics. Yeah. What would you say next? What else boggles you? Well, there are all kinds of... Let's start a new podcast called Mind Boggles. Mind Boggles. The podcast could be called Things You're Going to Ask God on day one (laughs) when you get up there. On day one. Everyone gets a meeting on day one. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's how it works. Oh, do you know I have often said to the Lord, I'm going to forget to ask you this. Will you go ahead and add it to my list? Because I'm going to live more life and I'm going to forget that I really wanted to know this. So can we just keep a running tab? I just ask him to keep a running tab, which is probably not... Not how this is supposed to be done, but I'm like, yeah. I'm scared. I'm going to forget, but I'm going <laughs> to. But today, I really want this thing answered about why giraffes, giraffes have such long necks. I'm scared I'm going to um, forget. That's Will a big you one just for write you. it down on my one. list? And yeah. when I get there in my first, in my initial meeting, mm-hmm. could I ask you some things like why? Uh, is that kind of your biggest one? Yeah, for sure. Of all the, the things in my life, the thing I want to understand the most <laughs> is tell me more. Because one of mine is why mosquitoes? What's what function? What? Why gnats? Are they serving? Yeah. Who? I, can I we? Can we talk about that? I hear you. Was that some sort of glitch? Was it, were what? they supposed to be something else? <laughs> Was that a glitch? It doesn't seem like mosquitoes, we need them. The glitch of creation. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Um, we strayed away from perfectly straight away from what I should ask your girls when I ask them about Christmas on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. The great thing about kids is that. I don't, I mean, they're gonna lead need, it. Yeah, you need a tiny little pebble. Yes, yes. And then they'll run with it. But I'm for sure not putting your kids and the Barnes kids and the layman kids. I'm not putting them all in one room. I'm coming over to your house because I would get zero answers. Right. Because they'd all be screaming. Yeah. But if I just come to your house and it's just me and Luke and Liv, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna, yeah. they'll talk to me enough. Yeah. To do, yeah. They would love that. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's happening in two days. <laughs> Don't oh worry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's going to be so great. I mean, you know, you could just ask them, I would say, what do you want for Christmas? Lead with that. And then 30 minutes later, they may be done with their answer. (laughs) I also want them, I think one of my very favorite things is when kids explain theology. So I really Uh, want them to tell me about Jesus being the Son of God. Well, you know, just a little bit ago, Livy and I went to get a coffee. and I um, do think it's weird your three-year-old drinks cappuccino with you. Right. I'm just kidding. She just... (laughs) She needed another one. She needs one. it in the morning. She's like, I need a bump. <laughs> that midday bump. That's right. Just out of the blue, she was like, 
at my church. Which you're like, uh, you go to church separate from me? mine. <laughs> Unless she's talking about a different one. I didn't ask. Right. She does Uber by herself every I now guess, and again. Yes, she does. Wednesday night, she does go someplace. Um, she, she was like, Jesus and Mary are friends. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, Mary is Jesus' mommy. Yeah. And that seemed to kind of throw her a little bit. Right. She got quiet after that. She was like, well, okay. I didn't, I thought they were just friends. This changes, <laughs> changes everything. It changes everything. Dad, yeah. did you go to my church yesterday? Because at my church, <laughs> Jesus like, and Mary I don't know are about friends. your church, Dad. But All right, friends. So friends. tune in next Monday when I ask Liv. <laughs> yeah, ask her about Jesus What's and Mary. What's that relationship between Jesus and Mary? Yeah. Um, the last time we had you on the show, or the last time you graced us with your presence, mm-hmm. was for our last Christmas party because you had a Christmas album. But today, you have an all-new, non-Christmas, very, very good album, Angst and Grace. Angst and Grace. Yeah. That's right. So for Theater of the Minds, for our people who are listening but not seeing, if they haven't seen the cover yet, half of you is purple and half of you is red, or blue and yeah. red. Mm-hmm. Angst is the darker color and Grace is red. Or whatever. You you pick which color is which. Well, Grace is actually. I mean, I know it, I know it's written that so. way, but you can change it if you want. <laughs> Emotionally, you can have it either way right. you want. Okay, yeah. why angst and grace? Have you I, asked? I don't like to ask questions that you've answered a thousand times for other interviews because this isn't an interview. No. But I genuinely haven't asked you why you named angst and grace yeah. in our real life. It's hard for me to write real concept albums. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't like come up with a title and then write every song in this particular right. category. But right. as I was writing um, through the record and, you know, compiling, maybe I had, you know, 15, 20 songs or whatever, I realized that a theme in there is this angst and grace. Like all of yeah. the songs kind of fall in these one or two categories, sort of. I mean, does and, all of life fall in one or two right, categories? It's true. Is that, I yeah. mean, do you think so? I do. I do too. Yeah. And I realized that I was writing these songs, um, and I'm I'm sure that this is because of being uh, a new-ish dad. I was writing a lot of songs, um, like there's a song on, on the CD called um, Oh My Love. Uh-huh. And the song is, so, is from God's perspective, or it could work from a parent's perspective or, oh, or whatever. Wow. But it's very like um, prodigal son yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that I was writing a lot of songs from that perspective because I was really, I was really enjoying embodying a dad. Mm. And like becoming a dad has really changed, highlighted my faith and all these biblical stories that I've read my entire life. Really? And really just like underlined this relationship that I have with God because yeah, that's a great way to say it. You're a dad now, you're a parent, and you have this these little kids that you are like would die for yeah. in a second. Yeah. And so all of these stories that I have read, all these hymns that I've sung, just just this general idea of unconditional love mm. and grace. It just all of a sudden is hammered home. Mm. And because there's a tangible, I feel that yeah. for these kids. Yeah. And it's not like I don't feel that for Amy or, but Amy, if she were here right now, she would, she would say, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. You know, I, I chose to be with Amy. I, I'm choosing Amy and I feel this way for Amy. But with these kids, it's like, there is no choosing. Right. So anyway, so I'm, I was writing these uh, these songs like "Oh My Love" from that perspective of of this sort of like father with this unconditional love, and this person that you have this unconditional love for can weave in and out of accepting that mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. and running off and doing their own thing, and you're just you're there whenever they're ready to turn back. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Anyway, Angst and my, grace, all yeah. of it. And so that's why you named it, because everything you were writing down yeah. was coming through those two things. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. Did you come up with the idea of the cover of having half your face? No, I didn't. That's really smart. So there's a, there's a guy, uh, Owen Thomas and Jared Sparkman, mm-hmm. who are up in Indianapolis. 
they have this company called Absorb, and um, they did all the design stuff. Yeah. I've been working with them for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say Indiana. People, who, people who've listened to your other episode know that Indiana is yeah, your yeah. home stop. At this point, I can say, like, guys, think of whatever you want, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. totally trust yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just show up whenever yeah. you tell me, yeah. and I'll sit where you want me to sit. Yeah. They're amazing. So, so they re- came up with that kind of concept. An interesting thing about you and Dave, who is definitely not playing Santa Claus next week, um, and Wirtz and some of my athlete friends is you are faith people who operate outside of the faith world, uh-huh. right? And so yeah. when you go and sing these songs to crowds, you're not doing a lot of shows at churches. Am I correct? Like you and Wirtz just right. did a big old tour all over the place, and y'all mm-hmm. didn't do church shows. You were in bars and venues, right? Right. And so when you are doing that, because so many of my friends who listen have jobs in the mainstream world versus in the church world. There's some of us that have jobs in church worlds, but uh-huh. but for people who have jobs in mainstream world, like when you're getting on stage, are you saying to the people, this song is actually a prodigal son story, or are you just singing the song? In general, I would just sing the song. Yeah. You don't necessarily say to them, where you're coming from on when you wrote it. No. Yeah. I mean, th- there are some songs that I, it just depends on the show mm-hmm. or, the, or the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some songs that I would maybe explain yeah. the meaning of it. Yeah. But I will say when an album first comes out, I try I try to not do that for a little while. Because I Why? want, I don't want to, if you come out with your new record, I don't, I want to hear the music first. I wish you would talk about first. my record, by the way. I, I'm so it's sorry. It's a secret. It's a secret. I'm so sorry. It's already leaked. <laughs> I leaked it. Oh, my gosh. This is live, The world right? is so... Yeah, this is live. There's no <laughs> editing. I want to hear the music first. I don't want to know what it's about yet. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. And, you know, it's not like it's it's right or wrong or whatever, sure, but sure, that's sure. how I feel. Yeah. I, I want people to hear a song and let it be... This is music for them. Let, yeah. I, it already means something to me. Let it mean whatever it's going to mean yeah. to you. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe down the road, then I can tell you the story of how I wrote it. Because there, know? I think there's sometimes this pressure that I feel at times. And we, I think we've talked about this in real life, meaning not being recorded all the time. Mm-hmm. But this pressure I feel sometimes that I need to explain God into all of my work. Uh-huh. But the reality is, and what I think y'all model for me really beautifully, is maybe just do the work and let God explain himself into the work to people. Now, why do you feel like you need to explain God in I think the sometimes work? there's this pressure that everywhere you go, you're supposed to be a missionary. Mm-hmm. And a missionary has to use words. Mm-hmm. There's this. I think that maybe that was like youth group life that I was taught. I don't think that's, yeah. I don't think that's actually true. Yeah. But I think there's this, this little tape recorder in me CD player, MP3 player, whatever that people right. need to hear. It's a Walkman. There's a Walkman in my insides. Yeah. I have a Walkman on my insides. And sometimes what the tape says is, if you don't say, they'll never know. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. so, but then sometimes I do work that isn't, that I don't say. Mm-hmm. And so what y'all have done really beautifully has been like, no, I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. And this is my work. And yeah. they tie together, but I don't have to explain every bit of that to you. Right. Right? Well, I mean, I've just never felt, A, I've never wanted to be in the Christian genre. Okay. Which I say that because it is its own yeah, genre. Yeah, that's right. Um, and a lot of our musician friends who've been on the show are in it and yeah, love it. That's yeah. what they feel called to, is to yeah. be right in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, one of my best friends in the world is in 10th Avenue North, which they are a Christian band. Yeah, and you and, toured with them. Yeah, I toured with them last yeah. year. I love them. Yeah, they're as so good. As people and as musicians, they're a great band. Yeah, they're great dudes. Um, but I just, if, from the beginning, and I don't know why, I just, I'd never wanted to be in that genre. And and I don't think that my music, I think if you go through my 15-year catalog, you could maybe compile maybe an album Yeah, that would be acceptable in that genre because ah, there okay. are there are rules in mm-hmm. that genre mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and i'm not saying it's good or bad or, or i think you just got to do what you want to do and and what you feel like is right for you and i i just never felt like 
I wanted to be yeah. exclusively in that genre. Um, and I've had over the years, I have had a lot of people write in on Facebook or or Twitter or whatever. and Or call you. Here's his phone number. 615. And say, I've been listening to, the, to your music, uh, you know, for eight years. Yeah. And I did, I finally went to a show. I saw your tattoo and I didn't even know you were a Christian. I definitely wouldn't have listened to your music initially if I knew you were a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It sort of goes back to the reason why I don't want to explain all of my songs. I think the, the less pretense you have going into listening to some piece of music maybe the better. Yeah. Because there's something unique that you will bring, even if it's just your own experience for your own self. There's something that it will, is unique to you listening to that piece of music without any pretense. Literally no one else experiences music the way you do. Right. Everyone experiences an album differently than the person next to them. Right, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if you know that I wrote this song about my mom, then it's not that it's bad, but that's going to guide you in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it may not, maybe if you didn't know that, maybe it would have meant something or it would have connected yeah. to whatever you were going through yeah. at that time and meant something different than yeah. it does. Um, and if you know that I'm a believer, I mean, you know, for every letter or note that I've got saying, I love your music and I wouldn't, I'm not a Christian. I wouldn't have listened to it. I still love it. And I think that's great. For every one of those, I have a letter that's like, why do you continually shove this agenda down my throat? Oh, I can't really? listen. And it's and about songs that some of them are about God. Some of them are, are not about yeah, God, but yeah. they're listening through that filter yeah. once they, you know. So I think people, again, it's it goes back to that direct line to God. Yeah. People have their own direct line. Yeah. I don't need to I don't need to put on rules mm. and pretense, you know. Yeah, because I think of our friends listening, like, you know, there's some women who are in their kitchen doing the dishes after dinner and they are raising kids and they know and who they are around all the time are their neighbors. And their neighbors are all totally different. And then there are some dudes who are listening that are pastors. And so they're around Christians all the time. Uh -huh. Right. And they're in every other job in between. And so often my fear is I don't ever want to present that the only way you're doing life right is if you're very vocal about your faith, and the only way you're doing it right is if you don't say anything, right? right? It is, what is the connection between you and God, and what are the stories you can tell that only yeah. you can tell? And yeah. then trust that the Holy Spirit... Yesterday, I was hosting at church, and after we sang Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, I'm sure mm -hmm. you know it, we all do, and... It says uh, there's no. Oh, I'm not gonna remember it now. Um, shadow, you won't you light said up. You knew this song, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's no shadow, you won't light up. No mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after uh -huh. me, right? And so afterwards, when I, when I was praying on Sage, I said, God, well, there are people in our lives that you have to go light up some shadows for them. You know, like we can't do it. There, it mm -hmm. I think maybe the longer I'm in as a person, the less I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. The more I go like, you know, these like three situations I'm praying about, I those are just miracle things. God just has to do something. I can't do it. The only thing I can do is what you're doing. I will make my art and I will put it out in the world. Yeah. And I am a person of faith. Yeah. And there it is. Yeah. And then God has to light up the shadows. Yeah. Right? I wonder if um You can the, tell the, me I'm wrong if I'm if I'm processing this verbally in front of thousands of people incorrectly. <laughs> no, no. No, I feel like the the you know, I'm 36 now. The the older I get, the more I'm realizing the less I need to do. Mm. You know? Mm. Like uh you know the band Dawes? Yeah. Gosh, I love that band. Oh man, they are uh, Taylor, that guy, his lyrics are amazing. But he's got this he's got this line in one of their songs called A Little Bit of Everything, mm -hmm. which Everyone should listen okay, we'll to link that to song. It. I've never heard it, oh I don't my, think. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Is it on an older album? Uh it's on their second album. Okay. But anyway, it's an amazing song. But there's a there's a line in the song that says, um, it's like 
trying to make out every word when you should simply hum along. Mm. I kind of feel like the older I get, the more that sort of general idea becomes true in in all areas yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, with parenting, I'm just repeating myself now, but Dave and I were talking with uh, Stephen James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the day. best counselors. Yeah. And he... Yeah. Whenever that, people ask me, where should I go to counseling in Nashville? I always say Sage Hill. He, he's amazing. It's brilliant. He's amazing. And I felt like a, a common theme of what he was saying, and we were talking about parenting and all that kind yeah. of stuff, is he was like, relax. Like, mm. your kids are going to do what you do, not necessarily what you say. And you are not the perfect parent. Stop trying to be the perfect parent. Yeah. You are good enough to parent your kids. That's it. Oh, that's So it's good. like this general, and it's, I could go on and on. It's the story of the gospel. Just relax. Stop yeah. trying to do the thing. Yeah. Stop trying to like, you know, earn something. It's yeah. just, I think God just wants us to hum along. Stop trying to make out every word and tell other people that they're not saying the right words. Just hum along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's true. And, I, you know, I'm learning that. I'm actively learning that. It's like, hard. Yeah, it is hard you, when, you because there's learn this it pressure. For 10 minutes and then you yep. forget it instantly. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, we still need pastors and we still need yeah. teachers. We need people who use their words to write books, to write songs, to stand on stages and teach. And, and I am two of those three things. I am not going to uh-huh. write songs. And that matters to me. But there are also times where, like, yeah, I just need to hum next to this person. Yeah. And let God tell them the words. And yeah. just trust that a friend of mine the other day texted me and she was like, I just think you've forgotten that love is patient. And it wasn't about a dude. It wasn't about a behavior. It was yeah. literally like, yeah, this is just time. You just yeah. need to let, just love over time uh-huh. and and see that patience, that love is patient. Like yeah. that is what it is. When you are behaving patiently, you are showing love. And I thought, oh yeah, maybe... Maybe we all are just underestimating time, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And the power of time. Yeah. Well, we don't like time. I do not like time. I yeah, because we don't. We time. don't have to like feel time, mm-hmm. especially these days. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just instant. Yeah. So like sitting in time is like it's so foreign to at least us and our. It is. American I'm not being punny. Modern. It is the angst and the grace, right? It is. Right. If you have to sit and waiting, if you actually believe love is patient then you are going to feel the angst. And if you do not feel the angst, you do not get the grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's you yeah. got to handle both. Yeah. Remind me your Enneagram number. Are you a seven? Uh, I think I'm a four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're a four. I forgot. You know, last time I was on the show, uh-huh. I did not know. Uh-huh. And I can't remember what I thought. Of. I think I was, you know, I think most people would think that I'm a nine. Uh-huh. Um, and it was funny on my way. Well, whenever you put it out. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine who I lived with in college, and he lives here in Nashville, and yeah. we're still good friends, and he's in, into the Enneagram and all that, and he, he texted me. He was like, I just listened to Annie Downs' interview with you, loved it. Uh, also, by the way, you are definitely a four. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is diagnosing you as they yeah. see fit. Yeah. And I was like- That's not humming. You know- That's not he, humming along. <laughs> he, yeah. I was like, he probably knows. Yeah. Because he lived with me. Yeah. That's right. You know, and it, and now he sees me, you know, he's not too close because we yeah. don't, obviously don't live together anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm a four. I think that's why you can write an album called Angst and Grace because a seven, I'm going like, Grace. It's just Grace. There's angst. Yeah. <laughs> but, we're, but you're not coming here to talk about it. We're right. not. Or I do Remember God that is a black book cover and it is like angst. Yeah. And there's Grace. Yeah. But it's so angsty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's the beauty of what you offer us in music, but also as my friend, what you offer is like, yeah, what if both of those things are the same size? And what if this whole album is going to make you feel both of these things, but yeah. in like a really beautiful way that, that we don't necessarily know what you're singing about, Yeah, but we can connect with our own lives Yeah, until like a year down the road when you start going, that was about my dog. And we're like, I thought that was about my dad. Yeah. And then you have to try to forget <laughs> right. that I said that. <laughs> I don't want, I know, I know. That's how I am. Um, you know, Mumford has a new album out, and I'm like a massive Mumford fan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And they, um, and I'm like, I want to know what every song's about. And then I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Because I know what they're about. They are, yeah. it's what they're about to me. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song True. on the album on Angst and Grace? Uh, it's so hard to pick a 
favorite song. It's like picking a favorite kid. I know. I don't ever have to ask authors that because we don't have favorite chapters. That's just like not a thing we do. You don't? No, because it's one thing, right? It's not the same right. as song. I mean, though this is a concept album where the whole thing goes together. It's yeah. still, you're never going to pull out one chapter and put it on you know, on Facebook. But you it's never don't, a You don't have like, oh, uh, there's this, maybe it's not a chapter, but there's this idea that I tied up in this amazing bow. You got to read these four paragraphs. Yeah. It's called Remember God. It's available at your local bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, um, it's 180 <laughs> paragraphs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess there probably are places of my books that people would yeah. go, what do you love? And I go, oh man, I liked this turn that happened in the story. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. So I there are that. days yeah, where yeah, yeah. you like you're writing and and four hours in you write this sure. paragraph that you're like, totally. oh, that is good. Oh my gosh, there's one line, in um, is it in Remember God? No, there's a line in Looking for Lovely that every time I read, it, I'm like, my God, that's a good, that's a good piece of what work. is it? Is um, it? It's one, just one. Yeah, sentence. I say and. And my soul was sitting in the corner just wondering when someone was going to come rescue her. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's that's some fine writing. Yeah. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Okay. I gotta go, I gotta go like read all around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can have one of those. Y'all probably have one of those in your house. Um, okay, so you have a favorite song on here. You don't have to tell us who it's about. It's lucky so for you, tough. you can always all the ones about girls, we have three choices. It's either your wife or Luca or yeah. Liv. I mean, you know, the, the track four is still my girl. That's Livy's song. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I got to pick that one if That's I'm going right. to pick one. That's right. But it really is tough I remember really you said that. On to, a, I watched a video where you talked about that one being the one about Liv. And I'm working on right now, I'm working on a video for that one, mm-hmm. which is, it's going to be like a home Oh, no. Movie. Is it going to be like Dave's good one that's just going to make us all cry because it's going to be all these adorable pictures of your family? That's, sort of, that's the plan. Yeah. Shoot. That's going to um, be great. I mean, I, on this tour that we just wrapped up with, Matt Wirtz and I, I got the idea for it like halfway through the yeah. tour. And so I started going through like a couple hard drives, yeah. of, like old video. Yeah. And I'm sitting in coffee shops just like crying. <laughs> and I have the, I turned the song on and I'm like looping it in my headphones yeah, yeah, as yeah. I'm putting stuff together. Cause Brutal. I want to, I want to hear the music yeah. as I'm trying to pick like, oh, that one works. That yeah. One. Oh my gosh. That's it heartbreaking. Was, I, here's what I will say. I I don't know if I can. I, if I have to pick one, it's still my girl. Okay. Um, and that one, since the album has been out, which has been a couple of weeks now, that one is definitely one of the favorites. Like it's a that's fan top favorite. two for oh, sure. Okay. Lost it, track one is the single. Okay. And that's had a really great reception. So those two maybe would be my top. But I okay. will say this: the last song on the record is this song called Speechless. Okay. That I, it was the last song that, not the last song that I wrote for the album, but it almost didn't go on because it's a big, it called for like a big orchestra. Oh, cool. And, um, but I put it on there at the end and there is, there was this line uh, when I was writing it, it's after the bridge. Uh So it's like, when you're writing it, uh, a song, typically it goes verse, chorus, second verse, second chorus. Bridge. You write a bridge, and then you just hit the chorus again, and you're right, done. Right, you just do right? it. Just hit that chorus one more so time. So after the bridge, as I'm writing the song, after the bridge, every time when I would just want to go through and just play the song uh-huh. that is done now, I've written it, I wrote a bridge, we're yeah, done. Yeah, I would always start singing, Oh, Mother Mary, Full of Grace. Which was really? so, so weird. I just like, I would always go right back to the verse and sing, Oh, Mother Mary, full of grace. Which but was you're so, not Catholic. No, it, it was so weird. I, I I was talking to Dave Barnes yeah. about it. And I was like, I don't know why I keep singing that. And I, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. With It's just out of the blue. Yeah. So one day I just stopped trying to, uh, you know, stop singing it and also stop trying to, you know, write some other lyric over that. Beautiful. And sort of did like a stream of consciousness yeah. thing and ended up writing this last verse that I really, really love. It's maybe my favorite 18 seconds of, yeah. of the whole album is okay. this one verse. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, that still speaks to the same stuff, John, of like trusting your connection with God, trusting God to connect with the people. There's so many parallels to me right now of you going like, I just stopped trying to suppress the thing. Yeah. And I just let it come out and yeah. see what is the art that I make when I'm not trying to be a thing, mm-hmm. when I'm just like saying what is true to me yeah. and letting it, and then having a wise voice like a Dave step in and say like, yeah, that do that, you know, yeah. not just yeah. floating on your own, but that's really beautiful. Okay. Well, and I'm sure that you can relate to that as a writer. I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that there's another voice yeah. other than your conscious right. voice that comes right. with all the insecurities and I can write this stuff, mm-hmm. I can't write this. Mm-hmm. You're editing as you're writing, which is never good. No. But ultimately, I think in order to live your life from that place, you have to have confidence that at the end of the day, I'm, I am a child of God, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I guess the opposite of that that place is I'm anxious about everything. You might be anxious about the car ride home because you're scared of getting stuck in traffic or whatever. Or I'm scared about how this album is going to be received. Or I'm scared I have a dinner party tonight. What am I going to wear? I'm, yeah. All that kind of yeah. anxiety that we put on ourselves. But to live out of that space, you know, where I'm just kind of relaxing. I'm not doing i'm just being yeah it requires trust in god i think you know yeah cuz you got to just trust that everything you you don't have to do anything everything's going to be fine and there is a ride that you're supposed to go on let's just enjoy this ride you know that's beautiful bud that's really good um and you have been kind enough that starting in 2019 big announcement folks big announcement you ready this is huge John McLaughlin music is our podcast music for That Sounds Fun for the next season starting in January. Thank you. You're welcome. For letting us do that. I love when it's my friends. I love going like, this is, so So people are hearing today about angst and grace, but they will also hear me say, and that music in the background is from our friend John McLaughlin and his album, Angst and Grace. Pick it up. Where can they, they can get it everywhere, right? Anywhere you can get music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's super. Yeah. Um, Let's talk one quick second, because I don't want to take up too much of your time. We went to the same dinner party last night. We did. And it was cocktail attire. Yes, it was. And then the host shows up in a sweater. It was a power move. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Seth power moved us so hard. Although, you know, I will say it was a a very nice sweater. It was a really... And he had on slacks, is what he kept saying. I guess it was a, you know, a cocktail sweater, I guess. You, though... Velvet jacket, velvet lined jacket. That's right. And shiny shoes. And a tie. And a tie. It was brilliant. Yeah. Everybody looked great. And my pants were so tight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. There was something about last night that was one of those nights where you kind of, and I think Seth cultivates this as a friend, but there was so much peace at that table. Wasn't yeah. There? Did you feel that? Yeah. Or am I making that up? No. Uh, Seth is great at that. Yeah. Which, you know, Guys aren't always great at that. Yeah. But Seth is great at, uh, like, he loves, you know, relationships and yeah. community and all that kind of stuff. And slow experiences. Yeah. And just sitting. There was just no, nobody was in a rush. Yeah. It was so special. I just never feel, I don't feel like we get to do that very much. Uh-huh. And it was just, and then y'all had to run in the rain. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We were, it's funny because we were, uh, I was sitting next to Dave. Barnes and he, we were like, "Isn't this so great? We live, we can practically see our house, but we're at this amazing restaurant yeah. it's just down the street. This is this is so great. This is why we live here." And then we started to walk home, and we said again, "We were like, and we're walking home. How great is this?" And then like <laughs> instantly, it's like downpour. And oh, it we just are opened drenched. up. The sky just opened on you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was insane. Our last question we always ask. Okay. Is we ask what sounds fun because the show's called That Sounds Fun, but I need you to answer in a Christmassy kind of way. What sounds fun to you at Christmas? What's y'all's like Christmas thing that's so fun? Going and getting a Christmas tree. Yeah. Which is what we're doing today. It's today. Today's today. your tree day. Today's the day. <gasps> Where are you going to go? To our neighborhood place or y'all have somewhere you go? Are you Home Depot kind of guy? Okay. You can Here, be. Here's what, here's what we'll probably do tonight. 
going and to we've, Dave and we've Annie's gone, backyard. We've <laughs> <laughs> cut down one of their trees. We wait till it's midnight. <laughs> we wake we the wake girls the kids up. up. <laughs> it's great for kindergarten so you tomorrow. You hold this flashlight, and if you see anyone, <laughs> no, um, we are going to go. We're going to go down the street. We're going to go to Frothy Monkey. Yeah. We're going to get some decaf coffees. Okay. Get a cookie for the girls. Sure. We're going to walk over to the Christmas trees right there. Yeah. A Christmas That's tree let's... farm of sorts. Look, I love it. I love that it's sure. there. Okay. We all know they're overpriced. Sure. We all know they're overpriced. That's, yeah. You're paying for the ambiance as much as you're yeah. paying for the tree. Totally. For sure. And we got our tree there last year. Okay. And, you know, we overpaid for it. It's fine. Okay. It's great. Super. Uh, but also... The year before, we did the same tradition, but sometimes we look at the trees, take some pictures with the girls, hop in the car, drive to Home Depot. Thank you. Get a tree. There you go. Then then go home. That's that's get just a tree reality. That's, that's like half the right. price. Right. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't look quite as good, but you just put that. You put the bad corner in the. Yeah, corner. you turn it. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw some friends who cut it down, like chopped it down, and then took it to. It's like a farm where you cut it down, and then oh, they yeah. put it on a yeah. shaker that shakes all the birds' nests and all the bugs out of it. Have you ever seen that? No. I was like, that we don't do that in Tennessee. We don't shake our trees. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Amy asked me today. She was like, "Would you ever want to go and and cut down a tree?" You know. Which I maybe that would be fun. I have no like. You'd have to get a shaker. You have to shake. Yeah, the stuff I guess you out have to shake. See, that would be something I wouldn't even know to do. I saw it. My friends in Omaha. And then I'd have like squirrels and birds in my house. Yeah, that's it. Sharina Micah's tree just got the everything. The stuff shook out of it. Yeah, the guy's just shaking it. It's in. A, it's on a like a tool. It looks like a like you set the tree on it. A and then you just, It's a it's a tree shaker. Tree shaker. Yeah. Yeah. People from other areas Christmas of the shaker. country are like these two idiots. Don't even know <laughs> what it's called. It's probably got some name. We don't tree know. shaker. We call it a tree shaker down here. Yeah, because we don't. Mine's been mine's fake. It's been up for two weeks. All right, John. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Is there anything we forgot that you want to talk about? I mean, so many things. Right. I mean, we talked about my shoes. That was great. Yeah, they were so shiny. Um, I requested them for you to wear today, shoes. and you did not do that. I did not. And I, I was, was going to bring them. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring them in a bag. And, and then trade. when we get in here, I'm going to take them off Mr. Rogers style. Oh, on. right. But if I only I had podcast shoes. I don't either. I forgot. Well, I'm grateful for Next you, bud. Time. Next time. All I'm right. grateful for you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, gracious. <laughs> and we're out. done. Friends, I hope you enjoyed that. Ain't he just the best? What a joy. I just think the world of that guy. We had the best time recording. It is never lost on me that I get to spend a good chunk of my days sitting in my office with some of my best friends talking about the beautiful work they put their hand to. So I'm so grateful for John. Make sure you grab his album, Angst and Grace. It'd be such a good thing to throw into some Christmas stockings this year if you don't already have a CD to give people. So make sure you grab that. It's so good. It's just so good. You're going to love it. Hey, our Christmas party continues on Thursday with a guest we've never had before. I'm super thrilled about it. Pastor Banning Leapshire from Jesus Culture. We're going to talk some seriously good stuff about Christmas, about how we serve, about what it looks like uh, to live this season well. I've had a couple of y'all reach out and say, hey, I wish you'd do a Christmas show about when Christmas is hard and when Christmas isn't fun and when this season feels painful. And so we're going to go there with Banning. So make sure you tune in on Thursday for that episode. If you need anything from me, I'm embarrassed embarrassingly easy to find traveling this week. I'm in all over the place. Actually, you can check me out tomorrow. If you listen to this on Monday, the third tomorrow, I will be on Hallmark home and family, which is so fun talking about my new book, remember God. And of course, Hallmark Christmas movie. So don't you worry about that, but I'm excited to get to be out there in LA with my friends at Hallmark home and family. So make sure you check that out. Then I will be in Chicago and then Orlando for the live relevant show. And then I'll be in New York for a few days. So I'm just going people. I'm going, but it's not going to slow down our Christmas party. Don't you worry about that. So if you need anything, I'll still have my phone with me. Don't you worry. So just reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm Annie F Downs, F as in festive, and I'm embarrassingly easy to find. So just let me know if there's anything I can do for you this Christmas holiday. Hey, if you would like an autographed copy of 100 Days to Brave, by the way, to give at Christmas, they are at your local Barnes and Noble stores until they run out. I signed about 3,000 this summer and a good chunk of them are gone, but there are some left. So that would be at your local Barnes & Noble. That's something I can do for you. That's how I can sign a book for you is if you go to your local Barnes & Noble. And remember, God is only $5 at Lifeway. So if you need a bunch of those, this is your moment. Do that this month. 
make sure you keep up with John McLaughlin on his social media because I saw where he posted about them getting their Christmas tree and go check that out. And I'm going to go out and do something that sounds fun to me too. So I hope you will go out and do something that sounds something fun to you. And we will see you on Thursday with Banning Leafshire. Y'all have a great Monday. Merry Christmas.